Hello, everyone, and welcome to Secret Keepers Club. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. So happy to have you here. As always, my name is Carly Aquilino, and I'm your host. Got a bunch of emails that you guys sent in to secretkeepersclub at gmail.com that we're going to get to. Very excited about those. Um, I hope everybody had a wonderful holiday. We got New Year's Eve coming up. What are you guys doing? Are the girls putting on their hoochie mama outfits and they're going to the club? Or are they staying in? I don't know. One thing about me, I kind of hate New Year's Eve. I think it's a spectacle. I think that it's amateur night. It's like people who don't go out throughout the damn year. They show their face and they count down from 10 and I'm all set. But even so, I'm very excited for 2024. We had it. We had a year, didn't we? 2023. And uh, I'm going to write my list. I'm going to check it twice for what I want in, in the new year. And all of that good stuff. One thing I will say I'm going to focus on, which I've never done before. And I, and I know you guys are going to be stopped in your damn tracks, but I would like to build muscle. How are you going to do that? I don't know, but I would like to build muscle. So apparently you can't do that unless you have weights and I don't want to get those. See, that's the thing. I lost a little bit of weight. Um, the last, I would say since August, I've lost weight for a, a number of reasons, but I lost like almost 20 pounds, which is too much. I didn't want to do it. I wasn't intentionally doing it. it. There was a few things that I changed and that I cut out. And I'm like, notice that I lost 10 pounds. And I'm like, it's weird. Cause my body doesn't look different. And, um, then, you know, I st people started saying stuff and my, and I went to my family. Meanwhile, I just saw them on Thanksgiving and nobody noticed anything. Nobody said anything. Oh, you lost weight. Nobody said a thing to me, but, um, now that I lost a few more pounds since then. So they're like, you're getting too skinny. My dad freaking out. Not my dad freaking out. You're so skinny. You're so, you're so skinny. I'm starting to worry. What are you eating? Are you eating? I'm like, I literally ate 14 pounds of gosh darn salami last night on, on Christmas Eve. Okay. I'm like, I'm fine. Don't worry about it. I've just changed my eating habits. Um, all that to say this, I, I now am like feeling like I don't have, you know, I, I don't have any, I never had any muscle girl. Cause I've never exercised in my life. So I want to build muscle, which everyone's pissing me off saying, you can't do that unless you have weights. Okay, well, watch me. My dad said, what exercises are you doing now? I said, well, I do a plank for one minute a day. <laughs> one minute a day. And sometimes I have to split that baby up. Sometimes I got to do 15 seconds at a time, four times a day. You know, it is what it is, girls. I'm, I'm, I'm working, I'm starting at, from zero. Um, so I want to do that. Cause I, I do feel now at this point, like I definitely don't want to lose any more weight. I want to gain a few pounds and I want to, I want to add muscle. Anyway, I'm a bodybuilder is what I'm trying to say. I'm going to end up spraining my ankle or some shit day one at the gym. And then there you go. Cause that's what happened last time. Um, so that's on my list among, among other things. Is it among or amongst? <laughs> who can say, uh, what happened during Christmas? Saw the fam, saw the fam. Always good to see him. Isn't it? 
I think it's so fun. Like just like sitting around, having, having a, having a, having a fun time with the fam, having a few glasses of wine and just relaxing. But, uh, that's always good. I will say you guys, I know what's today, the 26th. I'm going to say, is it happening on the 28th that, you know, who gets out of, you know, where gypsy Rose Blanchard gets out of jail. Uh, by the way, also, before I talk about Gypsy Rose, before I talk about Gypsy Rose, I do want to say it's so funny because why is this podcast coming out on Tuesday instead of Monday? Well, I kept getting my dates mixed up and this always happens to me during the holidays. I always think it's like a different day than it is. I went to my parents on Christmas Eve, which was which was Sunday girl, which is the day that I send in the podcast and I get to my parents and they're talking. I'm like, I thought today was Thursday. Girl, why did I think it was Thursday? I don't know. But my dad said, um, he's like, I was going to text you yesterday and say, don't forget to record your podcast. But mom told me that I was being obnoxious because you never forget to record your podcast. So why would you forget now? She told me not to do it. And I'm like, well, there you go. He was right. She was wrong. Put that one in the record books. Right. And so that's why I'm, uh, I got home last night. I'm like, I'm going to record this Tuesday morning, send it in on Tuesday. So I, I do apologize. You guys, I got my dates mixed up and guess what? It's the freaking holiday season. So hoop de hoop and, and wobble de wop. All right. Whatever that song is. So anywho, gypsy Rose Blanchard, she gets out of freaking jail, um, in a couple days and girl, what a Christmas miracle. What a Christmas miracle. So if you guys don't know, which I think a lot of you do, because I think a lot of the girls are true crime girls. And this was a huge story. I'll give you kind of the, the brief rundown. There was this girl whose mother had Munchausen's by proxy and was from, from when she was born, um, telling people that she had a slew of different medical issues. The most significant one being that she had cancer. I think there was a point where she said that she had MS and this girl, this is how she was raised. She didn't know. She thought she was sick. The mom's taking her to different doctors. And the, some of the doctors are like, she doesn't have cancer. And she's, they just go to a different doctor, you know, and she was on all these medications and she was in a wheelchair and the mom's buzzing her head from when she's a young kid and getting massive attention where they're from. They got a free house. They're always taking donations. They're, you know, always raising money, whatever. So this girl obviously grows up to be a teenager. She's a teenager at the time. She's on the internet. She's talking to guys. She's realizing I'm not like everyone else, but I feel fine, but I have just such a different life. And she catches on to what the, you know, the whole scheme that the mom is, is, uh, you know, all the theatrics from the mom. And by the way, I just want to say, this is a story where everyone is a victim in some sense, and everyone is also does, makes the wrong choice. Okay. Makes the wrong choices. So it's a very weird story. And so she finds this guy online. He is definitely, uh, I would say, I, I don't know what, if he's, you know, what his diagnosis would be, but I would say he's, uh, maybe developmentally or emotionally, mentally uh, behind, maybe a little stunted in some way. Again, I don't want to like just assume what he has, but he's, he's a little stunted and she meets him online. They're like, you know, flirting and talking and, and she's like, 
wants to meet him in person. And then they, she tells her mom, I want to go to the movies. So her mom takes her to the movies and he's there. Right. And she like snuck out and said she had to go to the bathroom and he met her in the bathroom. Ooh, it was very, it was very crazy. And so anyway, that was the first time they met the mom realizes and gets fucking pissed. And long story short, Miss Blanchard, Gypsy Rose Blanchard, she sets up a thing where this she was going to let this guy into the house late at night and he was going to kill her mom. And that's what happened. Okay, so they end up going, they end up escaping. Right. And they had this plan. I don't even know how many hours they were gone for. I I would I don't know if I'm exaggerating this. They were gone for a few hours before they got caught. Maybe it was a day, but they were not gone very long. And then they show the surveillance video. My girl was in a disguise that was it was not a good disguise. I'm sorry. I got to say what it is. She looked she if I would have seen her and this guy come into a hotel, I would have said they just something happened with those two because something's up. She had, you know, many wigs because her mom told everyone her entire life that she had cancer. So it was buzzing her head. So she had all these different ways. She had like a crazy wig on. She's all disheveled. They show up with their survival kit, which is like, you know, a bag of Funyuns and and gosh knows what. But they get caught. She owns up to it. She's like, I was never sick. My mom lied. She goes to jail. He I'm pretty sure he's in jail for a very long time because he killed the mom. Um, And she didn't, but she obviously made made it happen. So she's been away for, I think, 10 years, eight years, whatever, uh, maybe not in prison that whole time, but in some type of psychiatric hospital and then into prison. Anywho, she gets out this week and I'm so I'm on the edge of my seat trying to see what's going to happen with her. I don't know what she's going to do. Is she going to do interviews? Is she going to become a social media sensation? Here's the thing. Did she go about this the wrong way? Absolutely. Could she have just told so, you know, it's never right to kill someone, but could she have just told a family friend, a neighbor or whatever? Listen, my mom is lying. You need to help me. And I'm sure somebody would have helped her if she would have gone on the Internet and made these videos. Um, you know, she would have gotten the justice that she needed. But someone that is abused from when they're a child, I'm sure that she didn't know. She she what does she know? She didn't know the the, you know anything other than what she was exposed to. So she probably thought I'm trapped and I want to live a normal life. And I'm not even kidding. She is, she's not even trying to hide it. She, I watched one of her jail interviews and she's like, yep, I did it. I I'm in prison and I have more freedom than I ever did in my life. And I'm happier than I've ever been in my life. So it's like, you want to know what she, she was doing what she thought she needed to do to survive. Right. Um, and you feel bad for the kid too. You feel bad for the guy. It's so weird. Like I'm saying, it's like they all were manipulated in some way. They all made a bad decision, but they all are victims because he was manipulated by her. You know, this guy who's never gotten attention from a girl before. And she's like, we're going to run away together. You just got to do this. And he, you know, maybe has something where he doesn't feel empathy or he doesn't feel um, like a fear or regret or anything like that. So maybe he has, he, his condition was taken advantage of. It's just so, it's just such a crazy, crazy story, but Katie Couric, you got to get in front of gypsy because I'm telling you, I, 
I care more about what's going on with Gypsy Rose Blanchard than, than I really do care about anything this week. I'm sorry. She needs to be sitting down doing interviews with everyone that, that is po- available. Okay. And I know a lot of people that work in entertainment and work in TV, listen to this podcast. If you don't give this girl a damn show, if you don't give her a damn show, you're crazy. I also keep thinking of it as like, I was talking to somebody about it the other day. I was talking to my parents about it. And I'm like, you know, if who knows what would have happened if, if this wasn't the end of the story with her mom, like if, if this, if she didn't arrange for her mom to be killed, her mom could have killed her eventually poisoned her, you know, you know, put something into her food and made it seem like she had a heart attack or made it seem like she was sick or whatever. Cause that shit happens too. You know, we're, we're true crime girls. We know that this stuff happens. I remember the lady who, who gave her kid, uh, so much salt that, that the kid had salt poisoning, which I didn't even know existed until I heard the story. And then they found out that it was the mom giving her so much salt. And it, it was just so like, you know, shit like that happened. So maybe the mom would have ended up killing her. Um, but who's to say, I am just like, I want to know what she's going to be up to. I'm following her on socials and that's an update on, on, on Ms. Blanchard. Okay. But I do love gay people because they are making her to be this gay icon on TikTok. And guys, I don't know what it is. Like they're doing those, you know, those videos that they do of like, uh, you know, they'll do them of like uh, a hot guy, right? And they'll make the video slow motion and black and white and they'll put like a sexy song behind it. Girl, why are they doing that with Gypsy Rose Blanchard? Why are they doing that with Gypsy Rose Blanchard? And there was this video I saw the other day of this guy being like, once Gypsy gets out of jail, I'm going to introduce her to like Nicki Minaj and all this girl. I was cracking up. I was cracking up because the LGBTQIA plus community is 10 toes on the ground for Gypsy. And I love that. Um, <laughs> you guys, the videos have been cracking me up. I, I'm like, what is going on here? Um, she's going to have a float at, at the parade this year. Anywho, what else did I want to talk to you guys about? I went on a date this week with a guy who he's just one of these guys. He's so overwhelming. I've known him for a million years. We dated a long time ago. He always comes back and he, I swear to God, if you were to say, if this guy called you right now, what, how would the conversation go? I could I could write a transcript verbatim of the conversation, what it's going to be when he calls me and I would be on the money every single time. Cause he calls me, I pick up the phone after not hearing from him for months after he like w- did something crazy months ago, I pick up the phone. Why, why do you hate me? I'm like, I don't hate you. I don't even think about you. W- what are you talking about? Why do I hate you? Well, I haven't heard from you. All right. Well, I haven't heard from you either. And then apologizes. I was going through something. Girl, it's textbook. I was going through something last time. I've changed now. I'm in a different place. I'm ready. I want to come. I want to come pick you up. Let's go out to dinner. Blah, blah, blah. Girl. And at this point where we know what this man is, we know what this man has been doing for however long, but it is we got to do it for the plot sometimes. 
you know, we got to do it for the plot, girls. Am I wrong? And of course, it goes again, textbook. He's like, I just want to talk to you. I have to tell you how I feel about you, blah, blah, blah. We, we're out to dinner. He talks about he talks about Osama bin Laden for two hours straight. No, Osama bin Laden. <laughs> I'm like, is there an update on that or has or is he still dead? Since 2008 or 2009, like what? Why are we talking about Osama bin Laden? But he goes like that. He, Girl, and he says, like, I swear to God, this guy cracks me up. I want to, like, write something and have base a character off of him. Because the shit that he says, here's his hot take on Osama Bin Laden. I really don't like that guy. I never did. I'm like, yeah. As if there was going to be a rebuttal to that. Yeah, I don't like that guy. I mean, 9-11, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, 9-11 was definitely bad. What did you need to tell me? Is that what you needed to tell me? That was so urgent. I have to come pick you up tomorrow night. We have to go out. I, I have to tell you how I feel about you. Seems like you're talking a lot about someone else in particular, other than me. And then he comes to drop me off. And I know that he wanted me to invite him up. And I was like, it ain't happening. I'm like, I'm all set. I'm getting out of the car. He's like, listen, what do I got to (laughs) do? Then he goes. What do you want? You want me to take you to Atlantic City? (sighs) 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 To be fair, a guy like that and a girl like me, it's kind of like taking a girl to Paris. You know, to me, Atlantic City is is on the top of my list. And for him, that's like the night. It's really is like taking a girl to Paris. But anyway, I was like, I'm all set. So that's how my, uh, you know, dating life is going. I'll just never, I'll just never get over it. Girl, it just cracks me up. My friends are like, how'd it go? I'm like, well, what did he have to say? What did you guys talk about? Oh, we talked a lot about 9-11. So got that taken care of. You know, we talked a lot about Osama bin Laden and we talked about Atlantic City. So, hey, it was a regular day. Nothing new. Okay, guys, just a quick word from our friends this week. Guess who's knocking on our door? Lumi. Let's start our New Year's off with an easy resolution, smelling better naked. We all want to be the girl who smells great and Lumi will make those dreams come true. If it, I don't know when this um, ad is going to be in the beginning of the episode or at the end of the episode, but you'll see you'll see some Lumi sponsorship in a little bit as well. Uh, (laughs) Lumi is a total game changer. It is a whole body deodorant that you can use literally just anywhere. Just put it on your pits, your privates, your feet, and under your boobs and let Lumi do the rest. Unlike other deodorants that mask odor with fragrance, Lumi stops odor before it starts by using mandelic acid. I am such an advocate for having little wipies on me. I always have, if you see me on the street and you need a wipe, you better tell me, girl, give me one of those because I have them on me at all times. Okay. Always, because you just never know. And we're all human and it happens. They're baking soda free, paraben free, pH balance, and they will make you smelling 
Smell like a goddess for all of 2024. Lumi starter pack is perfect for new customers. It comes with a solid stick deodorant, cream tube deodorant, and two free products of your choice, like a mini body wash and deodorant wipes and free shipping. As a special offer to the girlies, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code secret at lumideodorant.com. That's over 40% off your first starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code secret. Anyway, let's get to these emails before I, before I talk your ear off too much. Okay, this one says, game-changing information. Dear Carly and the cutie patootie kitties, I hope you're doing well this holiday season. Next to you, your mom is my idol. Oh, she's so funny. Did you guys see the videos I posted about the insane? One thing about my mom, she's buying she's buying outfits from Timu. One thing about my mom, she's getting packages from Timu every single day and it's clothes. She was showing me the app and she's like, this is the um, shirt that I got and this is the dress I wore last night. I'm like, mom, maybe like, even if you just go to like Old Navy or, um, TJ Maxx or something like 100%, the clothes are going to be better. They're going to be more comfortable. They're going to be higher quality. You're going to wear them more than a couple times. Cause you guys know me. I'm like trying to, I'm kind of, I always shop vintage. Like I, I, I would say the majority of my stuff is vintage, but I do try my best and I'm not saying I'm perfect, but I try my best to shop from sustainable brands. Um, but, you know, like I also buy shit at Mango. I buy shit at Stories. I buy, you know, I'm, I'm still like every so often I'll do that. But for the most part, I'm trying to be as sustainable as possible. So I'm telling my mom, like, listen, stop ordering outfits from goddamn Timu. She's like, but they just have the cutest stuff with you on Timu. Anywho, thank you. I'll tell her, uh, I'll tell her you said that. She says, I have a bit of a dilemma here and I need some advice from a true girly. A couple of weeks ago, I met a man at a bar. We hit it right off and have gone on a couple of dates since then. For context, I'm 29 and he's 38. Okay, sounds good. Immediately, I told him my intentions are to date seriously. So if that's not for you, then we got to move on. He said he's been divorced and has two kids and as a result is taking things slower, but that his intentions were also to date seriously. Divorced dad is in is my current era because all other men seem to suck. He's funny. He's charming. We have a great lot in common and girl, he's a lawyer, but his passion is welding. Ooh, wait. Woo. Got to take a sip of my water. Got to take a sip. The man can wear a suit and dirty work clothes all in a day. And yes, he has calluses on his hands. See, ooh, wait. We live in a medium-sized city in Canada, so it was big enough not to know each other, but small enough that I was able to do some FBI background checks, okay? I was digging and regretted it, of course. I found out that his marriage ended because he cheated on his now ex-wife. Now, girl, I'm sorry, just a sidebar. How'd you find that out, sister? Because that's not stuff that's... Is that public record, or did we do... Uh, we were digging to China, weren't we? That's not, oh, I'm looking up if he's ever been arrested for a DWI. That's, I, I found out from a friend and I love that for you. He did not admit any of this to me. And a few times I've asked about his marriage, he would get a little awkward. So I stopped asking. I don't fully have all the feels for him because we've only gone out a couple of times, but I can see myself fall, falling for this charming man. Now that I, 
know the info. I can't shake it. Is once a cheater, always a cheater, really a thing? Tell me if I need to run. Thank you for shedding some light on and advice. Um, hmm. Here's what I think. If it were me, I would continue to date him, but you know what I'm going to say, girl, where are your eggs? Where are your eggs? Are they all in his basket? You got to spread among the baskets. And that's always going to be my, my advice for the girls. Unless someone's hundred percent committed to you, we're out, we're out, we're going out. We're going on dates. We're going out with the girls. We're busy. We, we have other shit that we're doing. We're not focusing on one person or investing more than they're investing in us. It is the number one rule. I don't care. And you could say, oh, that's playing games. It's not playing games. It's keeping your options open for the person who's going to drop everything and want to be with you and tell you that straight up right away. Okay. I'm not saying that it's a red flag here. Here's the thing too. Like, I don't mean like on a first date, someone has to go, you have to be my girlfriend and I, I want to marry you. And I want this, this, and this, that's not what I'm saying when I, when I say that, but until you're committed, you're single girl. It's almost until I say I do, I'm single, but I, I think it's normal that he's like, listen, I want to take things slow. Just got divorced. I have kids. He's got other shit going on. I mean, he's he's at court during the day and he's making, you know, he's he's bending pipes and melting them together at nighttime. I mean, the guy's busy. So we're going to give him that. And that's OK. But I would 100 percent take a little bit of a step back and go, I'm going to keep dating. I'm going to see what else is out there and maybe I'll find someone that is a better fit for me when it comes to his past and finding this stuff out. Is it a bit of a red flag? Yes, of course it's a red flag, but I don't believe in holding people's past against them. I really don't. I'm sure he's learned a lot from the situation. I'm not condoning it. And I don't think this, I'm not trying to say, Oh, well just whatever. Definitely. It would be in the back of my mind at some point. But I don't think it's fair to have people just like repent over and over again for, for stupid shit that they do. Um, we all make mistakes, but I would probably, if I'm being a hundred percent honest with you, I would probably, it would make me a little bit more reserved about the way that I'm dealing with this guy. But girl, how'd you get the tea? How did you, how did you know that is the question? Because, hmm, what's the source? Do we know that, but like, how do we get it? How do we know? It would make me a little hesitant because I don't think once a cheater, always a cheater is necessarily a thing. But I, but I would say like someone who has two kids with a woman and then is, you know, cheating and X, Y, and Z. Is that the type of man? Yeah, it's hard. It's a double-edged sword. I think people can learn from their mistakes and not make them again, but mm. I would focus more on my eggs. And that's what you got to do. Focus on your eggs.
Okay. This one says embarrassing. Hey, Carly and the boys. I don't have any- also send me a picture of that guy, the, the welder, because I just want to see something. Hey, Carly and the boys. I don't have anything to say other than how embarrassing it is to have to accept and open gifts in front of someone. Girl, I was talking about this yesterday. I have a guy friend who I've always been friends with since we were 12. I think he's secretly in love with me, but he's in the friend zone for numerous reasons that I won't get into. He told me he needed to drop me off a Christmas gift. I don't know why he even bought me a gift. I feel even weirder accepting something now because I didn't get him anything. I couldn't handle the anxiety of saying thank you in person and opening it in front of him. So I lied and said I have COVID and asked him to drop it off at my door. Oh my God. And leave before I open it. So I don't get him sick. One thing about me is I'm not afraid to tell a little white lie to get out of an embarrassing situation. Okay. That's it. Merry Christmas. Love you lots. XOXO. And then she, Oh, gives a new year's Eve. Fuck Mary kill. That's so funny. Um, so here's the thing I was telling my friends about this last night. Cause my, my girly, hi, shout out to Alicia. I love my girl. Uh, we were talking about it last night, talking about how weird it is when you're opening a gift and you don't know if anything else is in the bag but you don't want to go back in the bag because you don't want the person to think that you thought there was something else in the bag. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to go, I don't want to dip in again to the bag. So, and then they're going to feel number one, they're going to feel bad. Oh my God. She thought there was something in the bag. This is so bad because there's nothing else in the bag and she now feels stupid and I feel guilty. Right. And I don't want them to think, Oh, why would she think that there's something else in the bag? Was that not enough? So I usually, girl, whatever the first thing I take out of the bag is, that's all that's coming out. I opened a gift yesterday and and my friend's like, oh, there's something else in there. I'm like, oh, thanks, girl. You know, I usually, when I give someone a gift, I say, I go, there's two things in there. There's two things in there. It's just one little thing, you know, because I don't want them. I don't want to feel bad. I don't want you to feel bad. So I definitely understand what you're saying. It, it is a, there's a, you know, what is the solution to that? Do we dump the whole bag or is that a little savage? Dump the whole bag on your lap and see what we're working with. But anywho, I agree. I a thousand percent agree. This one says fight or flight versus butterflies. Carly, I had to pause to write into you when you were talking about the nervous butterflies feeling in toxic relationships actually being a fight or flight response. It is so, so true. And it's actually so easy to ignore when you're in one of those relationships because people just don't understand what we have or don't see how it is when we're alone. I thought maybe outlining my experience could be helpful just in case somebody recognized their own situation in my story. Before my current partner, I dated three very different but equally toxic guys in a row named John, Jake, and Josh. Not John, Jake, and Josh. She has a type. Jay. She has a type. One was a construction worker who only ate chicken nuggets. Hey, send me a picture of him. Are there pictures of him? Let me scroll. No. There's no pictures of... There's no pictures of a construction worker that eats chicken nuggets every day. Damn it. He only ate chicken nuggets. He was so fun. Uh, we would die laughing and he would take things too far and enjoy making me feel unsafe. Like when we would drive at hundred miles an hour and I would scream at him to stop, or he would put me in a situation where I would lie, have to lie to his mom, or he would make me sit 
in the bed of his truck because his friends were taking up all the seats. Girl, I can't with this. The next was an actor and a poet. Mm -hmm. I know how this is going to go. With a twin mattress mm -hmm. on the floor. Yep. No sheets and a bottle of Dawn dish soap in the shower. Yep. She says not even three in one shampoo, literal dish soap. Yeah, girl, I've been there. I've washed my ass with it. Okay. And I'm not proud of that. I know what I deserve now. I never knew if he was going to disappear for a few days, but when we were together, he made me feel like I was his muse and the most beautiful girl in the world. And it was all very intense and exciting. The third guy was a golden retriever of a man who coached the local rowing team. Very all-American good guy in public, but in private, he was very manipulative and withholding of affection. He turned me into a nagging girlfriend, literally begging him to take me uh, to tell me that I look pretty or asking him if he still liked me all the time. Ugh. I took a break from dating before meeting my current partner. His name does not start with a J. That was a deal breaker for me. Honestly, fair. We got along great and things were nice in the beginning, but I felt so bored dating someone um, communicative and kind was really just so boring. I thought maybe I didn't really like him all that much. My therapist brought up exactly what you were saying, that I was basically in fight or flight for years within my relationships and the lack of adrenaline felt boring to me, but that I should give it some time. After a few months, I realized that I was in love with him and it wasn't an intense feeling or full of adrenaline or fear of him leaving. It was a safe and content and calm enjoyment of a true partnership. It's been three years now and we are very happy puppy parents. Cute picture of us and our fuzzy children attached. I wish I could go back and tell the younger me that the adrenaline and the infatuation does not equal love. So hopefully someone out there can learn from my experience. Thank you so much for building this community. You crack me up and you warm my heart every Monday. Oh, thank you so much. Kissing you, Robert and Tucci, right on the lips. Mwah, mwah, mwah. I love my baby boys. Let me see these pictures. First of all, the dogs are cute. This one looks bad because he's giving you the side eye. Girl, when animals give side eye, when their head is facing forward and they and they look to their right. <laughs> Girl, please. It is so funny because I'm like, what, what did you do? Because you're bad. You're giving me the bad boy look. I love in with animals when you see the white in their eyes. Stop. It's so cute. The little white ring around their eyes. Stop. I love animals so much. I want 5,000 of them. Oh, and here's you and the boyfriend. So cute. How trendy and cute and, and gorgeous and sexy and cute are you guys? Love. Gotta say, I love a man that loves animals. It says a lot about you. It really does. And okay, this one says, embarrassing. Hi, Carly and the Kitty Princes. I just thought of something that happens to me quite frequently that I have to admit, I just realized is so embarrassing. Choking in public. Girl, why are you choking in public all the time? Why does that happen to you frequently? Let me try and hold in my convulsions and act like my eyes aren't watering. No big deal. Meanwhile, I'm actually almost dying. Thank you for the light that you bring to many of us in this community. Oh, thank you so much. I've listened to you for so long that my internal monologue is narrated by your voice. <laughs> I'm a bottle of red wine in and couldn't think of anyone. I would like to share this information more than with you. Love you and all the girlies. Oh, thank you so much. That's so sweet. I, okay. So I think that choking is one of the most embarrassing things in the entire world. I think I've spoken about it, how like 
it's, it's, I can't think of a worse situation, especially in public. Here's my rule. If I'm choking, let me die. Cause I don't want to live after that. I don't want, I don't want to, I don't want to know that everybody saw it. And, and I don't want to just go on with life after that. Let me just choke. Let me just choke. Don't get me, do not Heimlich me. If there's a grape in my throat, I'd rather that be, I'd rather that be the end. Cause I don't want to live the rest of my life with that thought in my head about, Oh my God. Remember when you remember when you choked in front of everyone? Remember when you choked? Stop. I would stop. No, the embarrassment living with the embarrassment. Isn't worth it. It's not worth the survival. I agree with you, girl. But I do think you need to chew your food a little bit more. If you're choking all the time, I do think we need to take a couple extra chews, okay? Because now I'm worried about my baby girl. <laughs> uh, okay. Let's see. This one says, fuck Rory. Oh my God. See, I love that. I love that. Uh, this is like a little subculture of a community that we're building here at Secret Keepers Club is the, is the anti-Rory rhetoric. Says, fuck Rory. Oh my God, I am dying at the anti-Rory emails as I too have been rewatching Gilmore Girls. And it's so funny how watching a little older and wiser changes the way you view everything. I can't stand Lori and had to, not Lori, Rory, and had to write in after the girly from last week did. Every time I have it on, my boyfriend from anywhere in the apartment goes, fuck Rory. Maybe part of it is because I'm low-key triggered that I used to do shit like that when I was young. But regardless, she just sucks and doesn't deserve the basically legendary lineup of men that are after her. My un my second unpopular opinion I will forever be committed to is my undying life love for Dean. I agree with you. He literally makes things twitch inside of me that I didn't know existed, but it's all because I'm in love with Jared Pal Paladecki. Can we just have a moment? Yeah. For that man, please like good grief. Uh, I a thousand percent agree with you. I do think that Dean was made to be a psycho, but he was actually just a person that was in love. I don't know that Dean other than like, listen, was he kind of a baby at times? Yes, but he was 16 years old. We have to give him that. We have, how did you deal with when, when you got your heart broken, when you were 16, listen, Dean, Dean is human, but he was ready to commit. He built her a damn car in a turtleneck looking good. He was everything. I agree with you. Dean was the best choice for her. And I think that, that, that should be agreed upon in every way. I was talking about this, um, with my cousin's fiance on Christmas Eve. Cause I was talking about how much I hate Rory and Lorelai. And she was like, Oh girl, please. And we were talking about like, who, whose team are you Dean, Jess or Logan? And she was saying that she loves Logan, which was definitely a red flag for me because is Logan cute. Yes. But other than that, other than him being cute and his family having money, what really is it that makes you gravitate towards him? He wasn't interesting. He wasn't funny. He wasn't smart. He wasn't like, you know, artsy. He wasn't, there was nothing to him. I don't know. He didn't really have enough substance for me. So that was a red flag. I, I, but I did say, I said, listen, we need to call a spade a spade here. Was Jess the worst guy at the time? Yes. But did he come back 
with his hair a couple inches longer and say, listen, I wrote a book. I'm an author now. Yeah. So I think he needs his flowers for that. But I agree with you. And how cute is your family photo? Her family photo is her and her boyfriend and and their dog and they're wearing Christmas pajamas. Bye. That's so cute. I'm doing that next year with my boys. I'm doing that. We're, we're putting on Christmas hats. I don't care. I don't care if they scratch the shit out of me. We also have our babies over at Bays. Our baby Bays. Winter weather sucks. One day it's sunny. The next day there's a blizzard. If you're traveling this winter, you're going to need a suitcase that fits stuff for every possibility. Luckily, Bays has you covered. Bays luggage is truly the best. Created by actress Shane Mitchell, who obviously travels a ton for work. Bays has everything that you need. 360 degree gliding wheels, a cushion handle, a built-in weight indicator, and washable bags for your dirty clothes. She has thought of it all. I really think this is such a nice... um, product, like all of the base stuff that I've used, I really, really do like, and I will be, it's one of these things. Like there's certain people that sponsor the pod that I'm like, I will be a lifelong customer. And this is definitely one of them. I think that it's just great. It's great stuff. It's great quality. It looks really nice. It's the best. If you haven't, if I haven't sold you on Bays already, there are pockets everywhere. Girl, you know, I love pockets. You're not going to have to shove your curling iron in the same compartment as your underwear and spend your entire vacation digging around for stuff in your bag. Everywhere you'd want a pocket, there is a pocket. And you know, us girls, one thing about us girls is we love our pockets. So you can stay super organized. Right now, Bays is offering the girlies 15% off your first purchase by visiting baystravel.com slash secret. Go to baystravel.com slash secrets for 15% off your first purchase. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash secret. Okay. Um, okay. This one says shit crap is adjacent. Uh oh. Slash body dysmorphia. Hi, Carly and the cute kitties. This is my first time writing in. I have been a fan since Girl Code. I love you so gosh darn much. Oh, thanks so much. I love you too. This situation just happened last night, and I desperately need to get it off my chest because I want to die of embarrassment and shame, and I can't even bring myself to confide in anyone I know in real life. This is long. So let's just get into it. Last night, my boyfriend in parentheses who I've been with for about a year and I were cuddled up watching TV on the couch. I'm laying. Oh God, girl. Did you, did you shit your pants in front of him? I'm freaking out. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. You know what? I'm just going to give myself a little pep talk before I finish reading this email. Hey, whatever's done is done. You can't do anything about it now. All right. Whatever happened between her and her boyfriend, it's, it's done already. We're not going to freak out when we read it. Okay. I got to hit my vape. I got to hit my vape. Because I think I know where this is going. Hey, it's not my first rodeo. I'm laying down with my head in his lap and he's sitting upright, rubbing my neck. Eventually he starts rubbing my ass and I'm not sure what possessed him to do that. But suddenly he lays down and puts his face in between my butt cheeks and he starts like motorboating my ass. Scared face. Tell me why this man lifts his head and and says it kind of smells. Girl. Girl. Pardon me? I said, what? No, it doesn't. No less than 13 times. He kept saying, yeah, I don't know what you want me to say. So I asked, what does it smell like then? Fully in denial, giving him yet another chance to say he's kidding. But girl, he puts his nose up to my ass again. Now, girl, I have a question. Why'd you let him put his nose in your ass again? 
because that would have been the cutoff point for me. He says, it smells like a fart. Well, yeah, you're at the factory, dude. What'd you think it was going to smell like? He proceeds to move his head away from my ass. He pulled, oh my God, pulls my t-shirt down over it and covers it up with a blanket. Girl, no, he didn't. See, that's just mean. He tucked in the sides of the blanket. <laughs> oh my God. No, and it's fine because it already happened and we can't do anything to change. She says, I want to die. I have never farted or pooped in my life. So how could this even be true? For context, I took a shower five hours before he came over and I didn't poop after my shower. And minutes before he arrived at my house, I did a quick wipe down with a Cottonelle wipe and put on a fresh, clean pair of underwear and leggings. So needless to say, this was completely alarming, shocking and terrifying to me. This sent me into a spiral and I fully started crying. Oh my God, you poor thing, girl. No, I get it. This is the hardest the man has ever seen me cry. I couldn't speak. I couldn't move. I just laid there frozen in his lap, silently sobbing, making the situation so much worse, thinking how scary it is that I was really so confident that my ass didn't smell. Girl, I can't. In my head, I'm, oh my God. In my head, I'm reaching, blaming all of the impossible beauty standards placed on women. No matter how hard you try, you can just never be perfect. (laughs) how much effort I put into appearance and hygiene just for my ass crack to smell like I farted thinking, <laughs> thinking I can't come back from this, how he can never look at me the same devastated. And, and girl, I'm sorry, but this man did, he did too much and he shouldn't have done that. And this is all his fault. I'm sorry. That's just my sidebar before I even finish this, this email isn't even halfway done yet. How I made the situation worse by cry, crying and spiraling in, implanting this memory even deeper in our minds. I went through all the stages of grief. I felt so embarrassed, repulsive, unfuckable, disgusting, ugly, and gross because like, why does my ass smell? I thought I was a person who takes all the right precautions for it not to smell. On top of all of this, a couple of months ago, he stood up off the couch at his house and I playfully bit his ass cheek and was hit with the most pungent smell. You want to know what? That's what I was about to say. I was about to say, listen, The guy probably smells like freaking crusty, dusty car batteries and and Parmesan cheese. Okay. She says, when he walked away, I smelled the couch where he was sitting. What is with you two? And I gagged. I thought, oh, well, he sure he does use off brown toilet paper. And he is straight. So it makes sense. But did I say anything? No, I didn't. So I'm mad at myself for not having the balls to say it when he smelled. (laughs) Yet he is so comfortable saying it to me. (laughs) Hate that for me. Girl, you're kidding me. The last devastating blow was immediately after he left. I took off my leggings and turned them inside out, still fully in denial. And girl, it kind of did smell. Not as pungent as he said it did, but it definitely didn't smell great. It kind of smelled like a fart, just like he said. So So needless to say, I'm beside myself. And I wish I could rewind and erase time for both of us and these memories. No sob story is going to make me unsmell in that moment. So I think the reason 
for my strong emotional reaction is that I've been feeling so overly insecure about the way I look lately, constantly comparing myself to girls on Instagram and hot girls in my boyfriend's friend circle. My boyfriend likes to take candid pics of me without me knowing, and he'll send them to me randomly telling me I'm so pretty and that he loves spending time with me, which is so sweet. But all I can see in these pictures is how bad I look specifically a picture uh, he took of me when I was getting ready. I remember feeling so hot in that moment, but in the picture, I just looked horrible. Girl, I think I'm going to get to this in a second. It scares me because I'm so self-conscious to begin with. And even when I think I look hot, I worry that he's perceiving me as ugly and it's so embarrassing. So something about feeling like I'm so hot and my ass probably smells like lotion or soap or something when it in fact smells like musty fart confirms that this belief that I'm hideous and disgusting and undeserving of love. The second I opened my eyes in the morning, I ordered a bunch of Lumi products in hopes that (laughs) wait, imagine if this was just a big Lumi ad girl. Imagine if this was a a Lumi ad. And then at the end of this email, I say the, the code I don't even know if they're one of our sponsors for this episode, but oh my God, that would be so funny. We should start doing that. Um, or ordered a bunch of Lumi products and hope that this never happens again. Thank you for listening and sorry for this long email. Girl, you're human, okay? You're human. Here's where it went wrong. Listen, we all, we all smell sometimes. We all have these things that, and of course, But really, at the end of the day, what the issue is here is that this man said this to you. He should not have made you feel bad. It is what it is. Like, I would have gone, you're at, girl, the fact that you see, here's how you're a bigger person than me. Cause I would have said, hey, remember two months ago when you stood up and I smelled the fucking couch and your, and the couch smelled like duty. And I didn't tell you because I'm not a bad person. That's what I would have said. But listen, you're human. It's fine. He shouldn't have said that to you. It's fine. These things happen. You got to give yourself a little bit of grace here. You're a human being, you know, and fuck him for making you feel bad about it. I, I, I understand where you're coming from. Of course, we've all we've all experienced things similar to this, where it's just like, oh, my God, this made me feel so disgusting. It made me feel gross and not feminine and X, Y and Z. But I do think we need to talk about the pressure that we put our, on ourselves sometimes as women, because we're just like, listen, I'm not I'm not trying to be fucking perfect. I'm not trying to be perfect anymore. I don't give a shit. I was talking about it the other night on Christmas Eve. And I said, listen, during the pandemic, because um, someone had said to me, your skin looks so great. You, you don't even have any foundation on. And I said, I stopped during the pandemic. I really like. Before that, I was concealer, foundation, this, 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 and this, and eyelash extensions and all of this shit. And then just during the pandemic, you get used to seeing your your bare face more. And I got more into skincare. And I think that was like, I stopped breaking out. I didn't have acne anymore. I stopped with this. And then my skin, like the, the base of my skin, I always felt like I had to cover it, right? With foundation because I had spots and acne and pimples and, you know, all of this stuff. And I I don't feel like I have to do that anymore because my skin cleared up because I stopped with all the bullshit. And I was like, I just feel so much better since I've been in my thirties. I've just been so much better about going who fucking cares? Who fucking cares? Oh, you don't think I'm hot? Cool. Do you think I give a shit? I don't. 
like you just have to go like, I don't give a fuck. I'm doing what I want to. I'm, I look the way that I want to look. I feel confident whether it's wearing makeup, not wearing makeup, dressing a certain way, not dressing a certain way. Stop, stop. Like, I think we all need to do this. Stop trying to appeal to the male gaze and stop trying to appeal like to other people do what you want to do to feel good. What you need to do to feel like you look your best because that confidence that shines through when you feel that way and not, oh, I'm, I'm wearing this because it's sexy or I'm doing my eye makeup like this because I want to look like this girl or because I do whatever. Like when you stop doing that, the confidence that you feel in just sitting in it and being yourself is the number one thing. It's the most attractive thing. I'm sorry, but it is. You have a, a specific like way about you when you're just like, I am what I am and, and who fucking cares. And if you don't like it, kiss my ass. Okay. Because I got my Lumi products on deck, 20% off at Lumi.com. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But seriously, confidence and, and feeling good about the way that you look is like more attractive. And it says more than any amount of effort you could put in. Cause I can't tell you how many times in my life I've gotten ready for hours. I've put all the makeup on. I've done the hair. I've done the outfit. I bought the clothes. I went shopping. I did all of this shit and I put stuff on and I go, I fucking hate it. I still hate it. No, do what you, makes you feel good and do what you feel most comfortable in. How many times are you wearing like hoochie mama gear and you go out and you're like, I feel like my ass cheeks are showing my, my shirt's too low. I'm adjusting myself. It gives you this like fidgety, like insecurity. Cause you're like, I think my, my boob is out. Cause you know, that happened to me on a first date and we're not going to talk about that right now. Cause it's not about me. I just got a, an alert on my computer. Your startup disc is almost full. Now, what the fuck is that? You need to make more space available on your startup disc. I've never seen that in my life. What is a startup disc? Anywho. Anywho. Let's do this fuck, Mary kill. Now that my startup disc is full, I don't know if it's going to stop recording the episode and my computer is going to damn explode. Here's the thing. I've had the computer since 2012. So I think it's time I get another one. I got to go to the Apple store because here's what I need. I stopped using AirPods because I accidentally went swimming with five different pairs of them over the summer. Okay. And I said, you know what? I just don't, I don't, I'm not responsible enough to have these. It's like when you take something away from a kid, you're like, Hey, you're not old enough for this yet. I'm not old enough for them. But for when I go play drums, I want to have, I need to have my headphones in my ears. Um, because I found a, a place you could just record, a, you could just rent out a studio and it's like so cheap. It's not even $15 an hour and you just go like, uh, rent it out. And it's like a practice space for bands, but I'm just going to do like, you know, my drums there. Anywho, I need to do that. I really should get a new phone. Cause girl, I have the oldest phone in the books. I have an iPhone X and I don't want a new phone. I don't, I never want to get a new phone. I never want to get a new computer. Cause it's like, I don't, it's not even that I don't want to spend the money which by the way, I don't because why do phones cost fucking $2,000? Uh, what? There's no way they should cost that much. Why do they cost that much? It's like, 
oh yeah, but you have your whole life on it. It's like, yeah, I have my whole life on it because I have Wi-Fi. But anywho, it's not even that. It's I got to remember the password. I got to download the apps. I don't ever back anything up onto iCloud. So I have no contacts. Like, girl, I'm so not a technology person. I couldn't give any less of a shit. But my phone, literally, if I'm on FaceTime for more than like 15 minutes, it, it gets really hot. It gets really hot and it turns off. It's like, girl, please, we don't have the we don't have the storage for this. So I need a new phone. I need a new laptop. And, and I got to get my I got to get a pair of AirPods. But anywho, I'm not doing that all in one day. All right. That's going to be that's on my goal list for 2024. Anywho, I'm screaming now because now I'm freaking out. This is the fuck Mary kill that we got before going out to the club for New Year's Eve, going out in your hometown dive bar or going to a house party. Now. I'm killing going out to a hometown dive bar because I don't know the creatures and the characters I would be seeing there. Okay. I haven't seen anybody from my hometown. I don't go out when I'm in my hometown because I don't know what the hell is in store for me. I don't know who I'm going to bump into that. I'm going to see and go, Oh, Hey, I don't have, I didn't have like many friends in my hometown. The people that I kept in touch with, I kept in touch with, but I'm not like, I want to, I want to go out and see people from high school, especially after, after those freakazoid, those freakazoids did not invite me to the 10 year high school reunion. (laughs) That's crazy. Why was I not invited to the reunion? I did not want to go, but I wanted to have the opportunity to politely decline. Okay. The most hellish years of my life. So I'm killing that. I don't even think my hometown has a dive bar. Going to the club or going to a house party. I am marrying going to a house party because there's something so nice about having snacks and drinks with the girls, okay? And and schmoozing and canoodling in a comfortable setting, a, a very comfortable, easy setting to chat with people and talk to people. And you could just do whatever you gotta do, all right? You're not waiting in line. You're not paying a cover. You're not waiting to get a drink for a fucking hour. You're not pushing people and shoving people all night. You know what? No, I'm fucking going. uh, No, I'm killing going to the club. I'm fucking going to the hometown bar because at least it's whatever. At least I'm by my parents house. All right, I got to go. I'm leaving. And there's not pressure to, oh, you got a party. Oh, you got a party. You have not even one inch of personal space. There's something in your butt crack. And there's someone one inch, one half inch away from you. Okay. I'm killing that. So we'll go to the, we'll fuck, go to, go to the, uh, dive bar and we're marrying going to a friend's house. But really what we're marrying is staying at home and chilling and watching TV with Stanley and Robert. Cause that's my favorite. Anywho, I love you guys. I hope you have a happy new year. Write those lists, write out some goals. Write out what you want to see, what you want your life to be. A little trick that I do is I write myself either a list or a letter, um, like as if it were a journal entry a year from the day. So instead of December 30th, 2023, I'm writing this December 30th, 2024, and I'm writing it about the year that I just had. I had such a great year. I stuck with my goal of X, Y, and Z. I got a promotion at my job. All of the things that you want and feel those emotions of happiness, gratitude, and just like fulfillment. 
all of those things that you want to see in your life. And I'm not even kidding. This has helped me so much because it gives you those. I think you really genuinely do. And I know I sound woo woo and I sound like I'm a fucking crazy witch, but I think you genuinely do need to feel these emotions for them to you're kind of opening yourself up to feeling them when they actually happen. Right. So pretend they already did and write yourself a letter and check back on it a year later. And I'm telling you, you're going to look back and go, holy shit, those things happen. It's happened to me the last few years in a row. And I'll write very specific things. And I'm not even kidding. Like it happens. It happens. So anywho, I'm going to say Brad Pitt and, and, you know, Jeremy Allen White this year, since I'm so powerful. But anywho, I love you. I hope you have a great, safe, happy, healthy new year. If you girls are driving drunk, I'm, I'm going to show up at the police station and I'm going to kill you. Be safe on the road. Call for a designated driver. Call an Uber. I don't care. Look out for your friends. And I'll talk to you soon. I love ya. Bye.